Edwin Ariave, welcome to Conversations with CEOs. Now, I'm going to have to just preface this. Edwin and I, uh, we've been talking about this podcast for a long time. I mean, we've been playing intense pickleball battles. You name the sport, we've been doing it. But now we are going to get under the skull of Edwin and see what's going on there. That has created this amazing company, Skyline, who I just learned 50 straight weeks of growth. And I was asking Edwin, how many companies can say that ever in the history of ever? Probably a very rare few. Edwin, welcome to Conversations with CEOs. Thanks for being on, brother. It's an honor to be here. I know we've been talking about that for a long time and it's glad, I'm just glad that we're finally here. We're going to do something big right now. So, All right, let's do it. I want, I want to know these, these early jobs you had before yeah. you are this amazing CEO. What were you doing when you were high school, college? What are these first type of jobs and what did they teach you? So I've only been able to do two things. And the first thing, I, I, the first job was a call center. I started working at a call center, did that at 15 years old. It was not the most ideal type of job for me because I was very shy and I was very timid, uh, but I quickly got the courage to do that job I did not want to do just in my desperation to help my family out. And one of the great things that this opportunity gave me is that before I would go on the phones to sell, they would train us for an hour a day, five days a week on mindset and leadership development stuff. And I started gaining that knowledge at 15 years old all the way up to 21 years old. So by the time I decided to start my own company, which was at 21 years old, I had the confidence in the, that training uh, to make me believe that I could do pretty well at business. Now, the mistake I made, David, was that once I started my own business, I stopped working on my mind. And Ooh. then I didn't work on my mind for 20 years literally from 21 all the way to 40, I never listened to a podcast. I didn't read any books. I didn't do any of that. And because of that, this self-limiting belief that I had about myself that I had suppressed for many, many years started to come back around. And that self-limiting belief was that I wasn't very smart because I graduated with a 1.8 GPA. So the school system sort of made me believe that because I didn't get good grades and I wasn't good at passing tests that I wasn't smart. So in 2016, I finally started making so much money, the company did, that I didn't believe I deserved it. Mm -hmm. And when you don't believe you deserve something, you will self-sabotage yourself to come back down to what you really believe about yourself. So, you know, it was definitely one of those interesting moments where I had to learn about myself, but I knew what the problem was, right? I knew I kept procrastinating. I remember in 2011, when I started really doing well for myself, that it started to come back. Hey, you're not that smart. People are going to figure out you've been getting lucky this whole time. And I knew I had to just go back and attack that fear and go back to studying on my mind. And I kept procrastinating on it until finally I just hit such a low point that I had to attack it. And then everything changed for me. Man, that's, that's interesting. You know what? Like, you're talking about these self-limiting beliefs, and we are the biggest defenders that hold us back from any success that we'll ever have. And one thing about you, and, and I got to know you after that point of when you started to get back into the personal development and pouring into yourself. But one thing, like you're touching on, like success sounds great, but can also be 
uh, it's a double-edged sword. When you get success, you stop doing the things that built that success. But Correct. But, but in, in that flip of the, the self-doubt, you have something, it's very rare, and it's the self-efficacy. You can act today as if you're the person you're going to be tomorrow. And I've had many conversations with you about this, and, and you just encouraging me. You're like, hey, David, I, I know this company is going to be $500 million. I know this is going to be a billion. Like, there's, no, there's not even a, a shred of doubt. You know it's going to happen. So you act today as if you are going to be that person tomorrow. Are there certain tools as a leader that you implement into your culture, into your company that reflects this self-belief you have? Correct. And, you know, that all starts with faith, right? Faith yeah. is yep. in action before you have what you need. Nice. And I've always been a big fan of that. But also what gives me confidence in that is just I have a history of, you know, keeping those promises that I make to myself, right? So, you know, one of the things that I try to tell my guys all the time is, you know, you, you got, it all starts with humility. Mm. And humility allows you to continue to want to grow. No matter how big you are, you realize that there's always growth opportunities because the minute you think you know it all, that means you hit your ceiling. That means there is no way, there, there's yeah. no more growth. So yeah. I think the humility to know that there's always something to be learned. You know, the more successful you become, the more you have to pay attention because you start to think, oh, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. And you could easily check out. And what you don't realize is that one sentence can change your life forever. So the more successful you become, it's almost like the more attentive you have to become, mm -hmm. right? So I think it all starts with, with, with humility, right? <clears throat> humility is also not letting it get to your head where now you start treating others without respect. It doesn't matter how big you get, you treat other people the way you want to be treated, right? And I think from that humility comes integrity because when you're humble, you also have people's best interest at heart. It's almost like you want to put people first because you know in the long run you'll always win if, oh, you, okay. if you serve other people first. Well, so that's humility. So that humility makes you about truth. Now you're about integrity. You're going mm. to keep the promises you make to other people no matter what. You're going to keep the promises you make to yourself no matter what. And then that gives you the courage, right? The courage. Good to do things because again, you know you've put in the work, you've been humble, you've humbled yourself to be good with the little things so that when the big opportunity comes, you're ready for it. Like, you know, you've been working this entire time for this moment, right? You didn't get arrogant, you know, you didn't just stop working because you got success, you got a little success, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, the seduction of success. No, you kept doing the little things and that integrity of just you keeping the promises that you make to yourself now give you this courage to do things and take on things that demand more than you think you're worth that might be a bit scary for you. Man, I've seen so, you look, yeah. My guys. I love that, man. And, and the difference in why your company is so successful is you don't just talk about these things. You live these. I've seen it many times. One of my gifts is to be able to just be aware of other people and read other people. I've just been around people so, so many times is that I can see you living this out 
not just in your business that you run, but in the friends, the way you treat people, the way you serve, the way you go above and beyond, the way when there's tons of people over at your house and you're just asking everybody how you can serve them. It's not about you, but you're always on that giving front. In that type of leadership, servant leadership is something that people talk about, but leadership is servanthood. There's no, there is no leadership without servant in that name, in that word. And dude, so I got to give you like this, you're hearing him say all these things, but trust me, he's living it not just in business, but every area of his life. And that's the key. Now, as you touched on the seduction of success, companies, sports teams, individuals will struggle from this. And once you get successful, it's hard to continue to push the the potential, to push the ceiling higher. I call it sustaining greatness. It's something me and Eric Spolster, the head coach of the Miami Heat, have talked about a long time. It's not the the most difficult times and seasons aren't when you lose, but they're when you win and when you taste that success. And what I've seen you do at Skyline, which I'd love for you to speak on, I think it's fascinating, is you guys were successful, but you saw what the world was becoming. You saw it's going to be more of a solar. And instead of just saying, hey, we're going to be like Blockbuster and never transform over to DVDs or online, we're going to be like one of those companies that have gone extinct, BlackBerry, you name it. We're going to transform and evolve even when we're at the top. That is an art. That is a skill. And I'd love to see to just hear any of your thoughts around that sustaining greatness. Yeah. So for me, you know, sustaining success, you know, is all about being able to cultivate what I think are the three biggest skill sets that, that anyone can get, which is resiliency, fortitude and. Um, I'm sorry, fortitude. Uh, gratitude, uh, yep. they're all part of resiliency, right? I think with gratitude, for instance, David, you know, which comes back to the faith part, if you struggle with faith, you know, increase your gratitude and your faith will become better. But with gratitude, what I love about it is when you're grateful about something, you don't take failure as permanent. You don't look at it as permanent. There you go. And you don't take it as personal. And you realize that there's a lot of things to be grateful for. Yeah. So as you're going through those tough times, because you are going to go through those tough times, there's no way you're going to sustain success for a long time and think that you're not going to get punched in the face over and over and over. So gratitude will get you through those times. And then the other thing that will get you through those times is, again, cultivating the gratitude, the, the fortitude. Because, and the way you do that is by standing in the pain instead mm. of running from the pain because when you stand in the pain you're developing the muscles that you'll need to sustain success for a long time because life and pain are inseparable cool. you're always going to get punched in the face so you might as well develop those muscles and i think the reason most people can't handle pressure the reason most people can't handle resistance is because when it comes and again it's inevitable that it's going to come yeah. instead of standing in the pain, pushing forward, focusing on the things that they can control, they run away from it. Well, if you continue to run away from it, then you're never going to develop the muscles that you need to sustain yeah. the success when it comes. So, you know, for me in 2020, when I started the solar company, it's actually at the beginning of 2021, 
I started it because I lost 25% of my sales force to solar. And I realized that if I didn't start a solar company from the ground up, I was going to get eaten alive. And just like I said, with every, just like I've done with everything that I've done, I've, I've said to myself, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. And let me just start taking action towards starting this company. And, and at the same time, I stayed disciplined with my bread and butter business, right? So I didn't just forget about my bread and butter business, which is my home security business. I still attacked that harder than I ever attacked anything because I, I believed in what we were doing. And as I was struggling with that business, I went through a dark time of 10 months of just me working my butt off and not seeing any results. But again, it goes back to, you know, the humility of knowing you've done the work, the yep. integrity of knowing you know, there's no way that you're putting so much action towards something not to get a return. Totally. Right. If totally. you do nothing, you get nothing. But whenever you, for every cause, there's an effect. And I just knew just because I had done it before, there's no way that I was taking this much action. I wasn't going to get a return. And I didn't, I just kept going, kept going when things weren't working out for me. I just kept pushing, pushing, pushing different ways to get from point A to point B. I was just relentless because mm. I was not going to stop. And then 10 months later, it just all hit at the same time. And, you know, we talked about the 50 weeks straight of breaking records. That was the beginning of it. And it took about 10 months, October of 2021. Everything I had been working on all started to work itself out. And we've been on a tear since uh, we've had 100% growth. And then the solar side, while doing that, I'm still doing the solar, right? So now both companies are doing very, very well. But uh, again, it was, I had to stay disciplined mm. with my old business and not get so enamored with my new business, even though I knew that this new business was the new shiny object. I still didn't want to forget about my old business that I believed in, you know, that I, that I believe in thousand percent in so why do we give gifts it's a very valid question as the holiday season is in full swing and you're thinking about oh what can i get for my brother my co-worker my spouse why do we give gifts well the answer is pretty obvious it's because we want the other people that we're getting those gifts for to know how much we care about them I'm going to tell you what my go-to gift for this holiday season is and will be continuing going forward is the gift of Maui venison. Like, I love Maui venison. I love how healthy it is, how lean it is. I love the taste of it. I love the mission that Maui venison is on, helping rebuild the Maui community. It's, it's so many philanthropical things that they're doing. It's just a, it's a really cool company to get behind, and I'm big on you know, supporting companies that uh, have, a, have a bigger mission than just the bottom line or the product that they're selling. Products and, and everything, that, that's, that comes and goes. But long-term missions, that's a, that's a legacy lever. And Maui Venison, oh, yeah. If you're into health, which I hope you are. If you're into taste, which I also hope you are. Maui Venison is a great, great gift. So encourage you to check it out. Try it for yourself. Send it to some friends. And if you like it, you know, just, uh, yeah, let me know. There's a, a code NURSE. So if you enter the code NURSE at MauiVenison.com, 
code NURSE will get you 20% off. Have a happy holidays and uh, eat some burgers. Edwin, that's one of the best lessons ever on any episode of podcast that I've done or listened to. And what you are speaking about is the trusting of the process. You had your system. You knew who you were and you knew what you were doing. You knew what you wanted to grow. You had your daily process. You were put in for 10 months. You were going and you were going. You're planting seeds and planting seeds. Most people, when they don't see immediate results, will quickly shift to something else. Well, this must not be working because I'm not reaping the benefit of it. But you said, no, I know system plus process and God's timing equals results. And since you stuck with it, that's how it's been pouring in. And one thing I have to point out is during that time, during that 10 months of incredible struggle, I saw you a few times. I was with you. I was with and you did not change as a person. You were still the encouraging with a smile on your face, serving just because what you were going through, you didn't project that upon other people. That is another lesson in itself for true leadership. Edwin, that's that's awesome. This is even I think, I think David, it's part of being a good leader is sometimes you 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 gotta sell the dream even though you're living the nightmare. You know, I think of at the beginning of 2021, I'll send you a clip on it, but it was my first meeting of the year. And actually, I brought on Ed Milet on that call just to kind of get everybody fired up. But we had just lost 50% of our production, you know, 25% left to go do solar, another 25% we lost to our biggest competitor at the time. And I just started, I needed to get behind something big. And I just started declaring, and I think success starts with declaring. That's why one of my favorite Proverbs is, you know, the power, uh, you know, uh, the Proverbs 1821, I believe, talks about death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I remember saying, I just started declaring, we're going to do in the next two, three years, what's taken us 24 years to do. And while we do that, we're going to create the most six, seven figure year earners that any industry has ever created. And I just kept repeating that. And I kept declaring that. And now it's literally happening. We're now doing what's taken us 24 years to do in the next two years. Man, I love that. It's because you took the lid off you. People will only yeah. say you only can grow as much as you think you can actually grow. And that's why I tell people, like, if you set your goals, let's say goals are, uh, I want to make 100,000 this year. You will only make that. Why not set your goals at 5 million? You might not make 5 million, but you sure as heck will blow through 100,000. And you, by taking off that lid of self-doubt, have able, been able to produce this by declaring. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you did it on a daily basis. You probably wrote it down. You probably set it in the mirror. You probably beat your chest while you're in your cold plunge. I declare. I declare. So I love that. Yeah. That's that's powerful tool that people can take away. All right. I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So whatever comes to your mind, these can be quick, short, punchy answers. Has there been, and you have a lot of these, you've already said a ton of these, humility, integrity, courage, gratitude, fortitude. Is there a certain mentality that has stuck with you since your early days that has just been something that you always come back to, the mentality or a saying or a mindset that just is, I kind of like, man, this is my secret sauce. This is how I get through difficult times. I think the gratitude, I've always had this gift of taking a negative and turning it into a positive. And I do that by taking ownership of everything bad that happens to me. So my faith is just through off the chart. Like I'm always like, we're going to figure this thing out. 
I know, dude, it, it really is. And like, we won't even talk about this story, but Edwin has the most incredible, funny slash just self-belief story I've ever heard was when you're playing keyboards in a, in a rock band without even actually knowing how to play keyboards. I mean, if you're talking about faith in yourself and self-confidence, that is, I mean, fascinating. So yeah, yeah just, yeah, the gratitude, I mean, that's just, I know people talk about gratitude and they're like, oh, gratitude. But if you want to just reframe the way you view things and your perspective, gratitude is the key. It is, it will change everything for you if you practice it. Edwin, what does success look like for you? For me, success is being able to pay it forward and giving people the same opportunity that I've had. It's contribution. You know, there's no point of creating a beautiful life for yourself if you're not willing to share it with people. Mm. So for me, that's that's everything is, is, is being able to share the success and and show people that, you know, that's why I like to say the pursuit of greatness is your biggest act of service. You know, yeah. the more you do, the more you can inspire people to want to do the things that, that, that you're doing. I mean, what drives me today is, you know, at 15 years old, I was so shy and so timid that no one would hire me because during these interviews, I'd get so nervous that I start sweating. And I remember just 16, going to 16 job interviews, no one would give me a shot. Finally, a buddy of mine is like, hey, I got this job. They hire anybody, just show up, they'll hire you. I, of course, show up. I'm thinking I'm gonna get hired. And two minutes into the interview, the guy's handing me over a paper towel and I'm having to like, I'm like, man, this person, uh, it's happening again. I'm not going to get the job. So I started even sweating even more. Of course, I don't get the job. As I'm going back to my car, I stop by the restroom, kind of wash my face. And I just start praying to God. I said, God, just give me a shot. You give me a shot. I'll work harder than anybody's ever worked. Sure enough, as I get out of that restroom, there's a gentleman outside. He says, hey, Edwin, he actually didn't know my name. He says, hey, kid, when do you start? I said, I don't start. You guys are full. He starts laughing. He's like, no, no, we're not. He takes me over to the HR room. He says, you need to hire this kid. And six years later, that same person is the same person that helps me start Skyline Security. So I'm a byproduct of one person giving me a shot. Man. That's why I'm a firm believer that in life, uh, everybody needs a shot. And everybody just needs a leader that believes in them, that's going to be patient with them. And I want to give people that shot. And that's why I continue to work as hard as I work, because I, I am a firm believer that one person can change your life forever. And, you know, I hope to do that for people. Man, you're totally doing that for people. And I, I you give me goosebumps saying that because I tell people that as well. Everything that I've ever done in my life has not been by me creating it. It's been the relationships of friends who have given me opportunities, book deals, speaking agents, everything. Mm -hmm. As, as by way of somebody else giving me that opportunity. So relationships and pouring into relationships is literally everything. You know that feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You wanna recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Eleve Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment. 
that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. And I think, you know, when we talk about culture, right, culture is really when I look at culture, it all starts with the art of honoring people. And yeah. you honor people by just seeing them. You honor people by making them feel like they matter, making them feel like mm -hmm. they belong. You know, I remember when I worked at that call center, man, I would work my butt off just to hope that one day the president would acknowledge me and know mm -hmm. who I was. And yeah. no matter how much success I got, he never acknowledged me. And I always thought to myself, if I ever have my own company, I'm going to make sure I recognize people. You know, I'm going to make sure that they know that they belong. And I do that with my friendships too. You know, I want, when, when I invite them, I want to make them feel like, Hey, you belong here. You're part of this circle. It doesn't matter if you're successful or not, like you, you belong here. So for me, that's, that's a big part of, of culture. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to feel like we matter. We want to feel appreciation. That goes so much further than any bonus or any monetary value can. And I know I keep saying this, but like you are one of those people that I know if I'm in need of something or need someone to talk to, that I can pick up the phone and call you and you'll listen and you'll care. And that means a lot. And that means a lot, especially it's someone as successful as you. And there's a lot of people that are like, no, nah, I'm untouchable. I'm at this level. I'm a CEO. I'm untouchable. But being a real person is what true leadership is about. Edwin, is there anything that that I'm not asking you? Is there anything that you think is like, man, this is so important in terms of leadership or being a CEO, running a company, running a family? Is there anything that we haven't covered that you think is really vital for people listening to grow? Yeah, no, I think, you know, in regards to the 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 culture and, and things like that, I think you know, for, for me, there's two drivers to people. If, if they feel like what they're doing matters. So if you're a CEO and you have a company, just making sure that all of your employees know that what they do matters, yeah. making them feel right, that what they're doing matters. And the other thing is making sure people are growing, right? And I love the idea, you know, we're big here on just we are in the dream making business, hmm. right? We are in the create a millionaire business. We are in the leadership development business. And we've literally turned our business into a sport, into a recognition, into a competition. Yeah. And the reason we do that is 
there's not a lot of people that want to just go do sales, but there's a lot of people, there's millions of people out there that want to win, that want to get recognized, that want to compete. And yeah. we've done a good job of just, you know, gamifying what we do in our business. So again, that's why personal development, the number one component to loyalty is education. I think when you look at our culture and how explosive it is, I break it down to the leadership development part. And because when you educate people, number one, as long as they can validate that what you're telling them is true, then what happens is, is in their eyes, you become the expert. Yeah. But more importantly, you create empathy with them mm. because now you're taking the time to teach them things that no one else is willing to teach them, which yeah. then shows them that you care. And then the third thing that happens when you're educating people is it, it creates this um, sense of you're going that extra mile for them. And as you know, everything in life is reciprocal, right? You get what you give. So now they'll want to go that extra mile for you because they're like, man, Edwin's taking the time to sit with us on a Friday and yeah. teach us everything that he knows, right? Now, most people think, Edwin, why are you doing that? They're going to go start their own company. And that's the scarcity type of mindset, right? If they go start their own company, so be it, you've served them, right? But more often than not, they're not going to want to start their own company because they're going to realize that you care about them and mm. they're growing. And as long as you continue to grow, their dream can fit inside of it, right? But it's why I've also have continued to want to grow. Because what drives me today is I want to give people the, literally the same opportunity that I have. Well, if I want to give them the same opportunity that I have, that means I need to take my, my, my success to a whole different level so they yeah. can have that success and give them the, the ability to grow as well. So, Man, one of the most phenomenal interviews I have ever done on a podcast, most powerful for anybody yeah. in business or for anybody in self-growth. This is a gym, Edwin. Like, I know you could keep going for days. I'll let you yeah. off the hot seat. And until we have another pickleball battle soon, yeah. I'll probably be just be soaking you up for some knowledge coming, man. But this was fascinating. Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, thank you, man. It's, it's an honor to be on your, on your show. I know you, uh, I love how much you pour into people. I mean, it's one of my favorite things about you that you're constantly on that servant mode and, I think that's why you're you're having the success you're having today is you're you're always thinking about people first. And again, when you think about people first, you will always win in the long run. So I love seeing you win right now.